Thank you for joining us at First United Methodist Church of Locust Grove's Sermon Podcast. Our mission at this church is to live God's way, share God's story, and serve God's people. One of the ways that we live into this mission is that we offer our sermons for you to listen to, and we hope that one Sunday you come and join us at 1045 a.m. For more information about our church, you can go on our website at www.fumclgok.org. Thank you, and have a blessed day. So I was doing what I usually do on some Saturday nights is I turn on Star Wars and I look for that sermon nugget. But as I turned on Star Wars, I was watching The Force Awakens and I caught something I'd never caught before. See, I saw that movie four times in the theater and I've probably watched it about eight or nine times at home. But I caught the first line of the movie struck me. It was something I'd never had, had never once fathomed before. The first line in the movie is, this will begin to make things right. Now, I had to look that up. So I looked at it and all those, you know, like Star Wars fan pages and stuff. And there's a couple of theories on it. And one of those theories I liked really well. The first theory is, is that the new uh, producer of the movies wanted to make sure that these next set of movies were going to be way better than uh, episodes one, two, and three. See, if you're a Star Wars nut, you know that one, two, and three are not as good quality as four, five, and six. And you almost want to write those off and you don't want those a part of the canon, but yet they are. And so as they start this new movie, they started off with this line. This will begin to make things right. And as I thought about that, and as I thought about what happened at the tomb, what happened at the tomb focuses us to understand that this begins to make things right. And without it, without this tomb experience, one, salvation is nothing. It, it, it's not for all of us. It's only for a select group of people. When God goes to the tomb and comes out and, and through resurrection, salvation is open to all because that's what Jesus taught us to do. He showed us to love and care for all people. And, and the focus that, that Jesus wants us to have is to be active and to be moving and to focus our lives that people know that we follow Jesus, not by our words, actions, or t-shirts, or bumper stickers, but how we live that out. And if you notice in the story today, we see Jesus focusing Mary on the big call. See, Mary was given a challenge. Now, I like how Mary's weeping you know, Peter and the beloved disciple walk into the tomb like men. They walk into the tomb, notice he's not there, they turn around and walk away. I mean, that's what every man I know would do. They'd walk in, oh, he's not there, all right, let's go. And that's all that they did. They walked into the tomb, they noticed Jesus wasn't there. Peter kind of noticed that his head cloth wasn't on his head. You know, so what, no big deal. But he, they walk in, I mean, and actually, think of it like this. Um, if you see, see that little hole there on the, uh, in the picture, this was taken in Israel. This is one of the sites of the, that they think might be the tomb. You have to understand, when you go to Israel, they're, they're kind of like four or five sites, usually to one site. So like this is one of the tombs, uh, alleged tomb sites that they think may have been where it was at. And if you can notice, I mean, it's not like this big massive cave it, that we kind of envision. It's just this like hole in the wall. And so they walk into the wall and Peter and the beloved disciple look in hmm, he's not here. Turn around, walk back to the house. They go back to the house and kind of hang out and, hey, we don't know what to do next because we didn't really pay attention. 
I mean, they really didn't. They didn't really pay attention in class, did they? Here they had been with Jesus for three years, and Jesus showed them what to do. He showed them what the next step was to go and do what he did. He even sent them on a couple trial runs. And yet, they still didn't have the focus. Mary being faithful. Mary had a task to do. Mary was going in to anoint the body, and obviously the body's not there, and, and so she begins to cry because she can't live into the mission that, that she's supposed to do of fulfilling, of, of taking care of the body, and she's just sitting there crying, and, and she's crying. <laughs> and in walks this gardener. Well, at least she thinks it's the gardener. And, and she looks, and, and, and she hears, why are you crying? Well, they've taken my Lord away. I don't know where he's at. Can you, if you've moved him, let me know where he is. This figure doesn't say anything. And then in walks Jesus. Mary, why are you crying? And I think this is where Mary gets it. Because it was the same tone that he used when he first called her. Mary, why are you crying? And in that moment, she becomes so overwhelmed. Could you, could you imagine what it would be like if, if Jesus were to call you by name? You would be overwhelmed with emotion. And probably guilt, but definitely emotion. Jesus' focus is Mary on what is next. Because if you notice, from that point on, after Mary becomes refocused, she then goes and does what she needs to do. She goes and tells the disciples, and then she goes and tells the world, and then you and I are byproducts of Mary being faithful. Did you ever think about that? Because Mary was willing to focus her life upon Jesus, we are all byproducts of Mary's faithful living. And, and, and I bet if you drew your lineage of people who influenced you and inspired you and challenged you to live out your faith in Jesus Christ, you would draw like a crazy whole bunch of lines and it would end up at Mary. Because she's the first one to announce that he is risen. She's the first one to, to get the disciples to understand what had really happened. Hey, guys. Remember all that stuff he was talking about a little while ago, about him coming back to life and, and yada yada, and we weren't really paying attention? Hey, it actually happened. And we need to go share this with the world. Jürgen Moltmann, one of my favorite theologians, in his book, Jesus Christ for Today's World, says, Believing in the resurrection does not just mean assenting to a dogma or noting a historical fact. It means participating in this creative act of God's resurrection is not a consoling opium soothing us with promise for a better world in the hereafter. It is the energy of rebirth for this life. The hope doesn't point to another world. It is focused on redemption of this one. What you're going to saying here is that it's not just about this moment. It's this moment inspires us. This moment refocuses us to go back out into the world and share the good news that Jesus Christ has risen for you and me. And that salvation is for everyone who comes and receives without cost, without merit. Repent and believe. The focus that we need in this world today is what's next.
How are you going to live God's way? How are you going to do no harm in this world? How are you going to do good in this world? How are you going to stay in love with God? All in the name of Jesus. How are you going to share how God is at work in this world? Because God is. God hasn't given up on us and won't give up on us because we are his beloved children. Each and every one of us, no matter where we're at on the journey of faith, even if we feel like our cup is overflowing, to even if there's only but a spit in the cup, God still wants us, loves us, and cares for us. And all he wants us to do is to take the next step. Mary took the next step, and the world was never the same. Easter begins God's redemptive work in this world. It's a time to restart, to refocus, to recenter. See, I've seen redemption firsthand. Not only in the ministry that I've done, but in my own life personally. Because of redemption, because of Easter, I am not the person I was all those years ago. Because of God's redemption and God's grace, you are not the person that God called also many years ago. Easter is about change and focusing. Easter calls us out. So where do you go? How do you begin? It's easy. You begin with prayer. And I want to give you a simple prayer that that I want you to pray here with me in just a second. And it's a prayer that I pray every day. Lord, work on me and work through me. And so will you, let's enter in an attitude of prayer. Let's, let's hold our hands out and let's pray this prayer silently together. Let's pray together. Lord, work on me. Lord, work through me. Lord, work on me. And Lord, work through me. Amen. I pray this prayer every morning to focus me. To realize that in every moment of my life, God is giving me an opportunity to share the good news with the world. Whether that's here in this kind of forum, preaching, whether it's going to Walmart and buying toilet paper, whether it's on the soccer field as a coach. Now that's the harder one. If you ask me, the harder one of being a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ is when I'm coaching. And there's some people in here that have seen that. But I'm reminded that in everything we do, everything we do from when we go to bed until we wake up and everything else in between is an opportunity to share what happened at Easter and to share that God's grace is there for all of us. And so let's begin together. As we're in a season of change in this church, I challenge you to dig deeper. I challenge you to go further I challenge you to live out your Easter faith in such a way that people can tell you're a disciple of Jesus Christ, not by your t-shirt or bumper sticker, but by the way you share love. That's my challenge for you this week. But you can't do that unless you focus on Jesus. So focus.
Let us pray. Thank you for listening to First United Methodist Church of Locust Grove's sermon. We hope that you enjoyed the message, and we hope that God works on you and works through you as you help us live into our mission of living God's way, sharing God's story, and serving God's people. We hope to see you next Sunday at 1045 a.m. And for more information about our church, you can go online at www.fumclgok.org. Thank you, and have a good day.